Before the episode begins, I'd like to issue a content warning. This episode contains explicit references to date rape. If you'd like to skip past this, please skip to 19 minutes in. Thank you. Vampire War for the Second City is a Vampire the Masquerade 5th edition actual play podcast presented by DM Fiat with I, Dale, as storyteller. Please be advised that this podcast contains descriptions of gore, depravity, addiction, coercion, and other adult themes. This is not D&D. This is a game where we play monsters of the night who do monstrous things. Welcome back, everyone, to part two of the final story arc of our Vampire War for the Second City campaign. Tonight's episode is entitled Sins of the Sire. It's part two of Reap the Whirlwind. And it's pretty obvious whose sire we're referring to, but just as well. We shall be yeah. We shall begin tonight with a flashback. It is the year twenty fifteen. Six years prior to the events that will unfold later tonight, and. We zoom in on Vincent Merriweather. We pre-embrace Vincent Merriweather. He doesn't look much different at all from how he looks in the present day. For tonight, he will receive the embrace and be frozen how he is for eternity. He's wearing his iconic dinner jacket. His hair is 
immaculately styled for a night on the town. And tonight, Vince is celebrating because he's come into a large amount of money. So, what kind of place would Vince choose to flaunt some wealth in? Mere weeks after becoming a self-made millionaire. I, I reckon he's trashy enough that he's at the crown. Yeah, he's definitely. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. <laughs> so, we find Vince at the crown. He's on the casino floor. He's seated at one of the roulette tables. In his right hand, he's got a wine glass filled with... No, not a wine glass. He's got the whole champagne bottle. He's thrown a stack of hundreds on the waiter's lap and asked the waiter to bring out the oldest bottle of champagne they have. It cost a cool 20 grand, but Vince didn't care. So he's got the champagne bottle. It's... The champagne's from the year 1988. And in his left hand, he holds the wine goblet. And he just fills the wine goblet, takes a sip, and then smiles smugly to all the other gamblers at the table as he lays down five grand worth of chips, all on black. As the croupier nods and prepares to run the ball through the wheel, Vince becomes aware of somebody shuffling into the seat to his left. Turns and looks and sees a man wearing a very ill-fitting business suit, almost as if this is not his usual form of attire. It hangs loosely over the man's muscular frame and under the hem of the baggy jacket, Vince can see a gold chain and a pair of silver dog tags. That you're, uh... That your 92 CRX outside, by any chance, says the man as he slaps some chips down on the table. The croupier nods and then tosses the ball into the wheel and it begins running the gauntlet. You like it? Yeah, yeah. I uh, was admiring it on my way in. VTEC engine, see you've got a turbocharger, looks like you have nitrous installed if I'm looking at the right thing underneath. Custom bodywork, definitely the sort of ride I would expect Vincent Merriweather to be rolling up to the crown in. Oh, my reputation precedes me, huh? The man smiles, his eyes twinkle, he holds out a hand. Elliot Palmer, I uh, run a security firm up in town. Yeah, Vince would take it. Um, 
With a very cocky grin. Elliot smiles and he extracts his hand, and as the wheel continues to run, he watches it. Finally, it comes to a rest in a sl in one of the slots on the roulette wheel. Twelve black, says the croupier. Vince fist pumps as the croupier pushes a pile of chips in his direction. Nice, says Elliot. Nice, purrs Elliot. Just what I'd expect from Vincent Merriweather. We know you've got an eye for these kinds of things, and you snatch opportunity when it comes. It's just sort of like, over his drink, looks him up and down and says, We? This Elliot says nothing. He just nods, flashes a knowing smile as he pushes another chip onto the table, points at one of the red places on the board and the croupier drops the wheel in for a second go. It's hard not to have our eye on you, Mr. Merriweather. You're quite famous at the moment, aren't you? Face on front on the front page of all the local papers. It's quite a quite a Heartwarming story, isn't it? Son of the CEO of Melbourne's biggest construction firm, Merriweather Construction, founded by your grandfather, grown under the guidance of Daddy Dearest, grown into the heaviest hitter in the city, at least in the construction firm. And then Daddy disapproves of his son's lifestyle, he winks, and cuts him out of the family business, disowns him, cuts him out of his inheritance. What is rightfully his, you might say. But, for whatever reason, he still pays your way through uni. Maybe your mum forced him to do it for you. Maybe he just wanted you to be aware that whatever happens in life, you owe him. But you Look, took mate, the... you're starting to creep me out. <laughs> At this, he just chuckles and he smile. His smile grows broader, and he says, "Well, I did my homework." You took advantage of Daddy's kind offer. Stayed in uni for three years of that business degree. You must have learned some incredible skills because a semester before you were to graduate, you start stacking crypto assets carefully at first. Bit of Bitcoin here, some Ether there, perhaps a little bit of Ripple, just in case. And then, then, you withdraw all of the funds your dad has put aside for your tuition and decide to go all in on Otolicoin. 
His eyes twinkle. And what do you know? It pays off. Suddenly, here you are, Melbourne's youngest self-made millionaire. At least this decade. Black, says the croupier. It Ali. sort of puffs his chest out a bit at the uh, mention of being self-made. <laughs> Elliot doesn't acknowledge the croupier at all as the man silently reaches over and slides Elliot's pile of chips towards him. Mr. Merriweather, if you would be so kind as to entertain me for a night, I have a proposition for you, says Elliot. Vince gives, like, a, a cocked eyebrow, but he, he's not leaving. He says, I'm listening. I represent some people who could do a lot of good in this world if someone with your keen instincts were to come aboard. He slowly turns his head towards you, and as the croupier leans forwards and asks, Are you making another bet, sir? He ignores him, and his eyes gaze into yours, piercing your very soul. They seem to flash in the dim lighting of the casino floor. They seem to glow as if they're giving off ambient light of their own. And then Elliot's smile disappears, and in a neutral voice he says, Let's talk about this away from prying eyes and ears. And Vince, your instincts say no. There is something, some voice deep within you that seems to be repelled by this man. An instinctual, almost animalistic sense that you should get away. But there's something about him. And in spite of all the warning signs, almost as if your body has a will of its own, you find yourself nodding, rising from your seat, and gesturing for him to follow you. Everything after that is a blur. You're vaguely aware of making your way across the casino floor, cashing in your chips, retrieving your night's winnings, and heading down to the parking garage underneath the crown. Pressing the button on your key ring, unlocking the car, and inviting this man to climb in with you. You're vaguely aware of driving through the city streets. Your eyes glazed over as the light from the nearby skyscrapers moves past. And then suddenly you blink shake your head 
and look around and you realize where you are you're in your apartment your bedroom specifically you're sitting on the edge of your bed unsure of how you got here the buttons of your dinner jacket already loose as Elliot stands in the doorway, leaning against it with a smile on his face. Well, Mr. Merriweather, I would have been fine discussing it in the car, but, well, you insisted on showing me your room, showing me what the fruits of your labor have provided for you. Yeah, I... I did, didn't I? You did. You have good instincts, Mr. Merriweather. You know when to grab an opportunity. Never to let it go. At this, his eyes seem to flash again. The Ventru clan will be happy to have someone like you. But first, what? he steps into the bedroom and raises his hand slowly over his chest towards the top button of his ill-fitting jacket, slides the button through the hole, and in an amazing show of force, wrenches the jacket off his chest, tearing the rest of the buttons, each of them popping one by one. Revealing his bare, gleaming chest underneath. He says, Your lifestyle choices, the ones that Daddy didn't approve of, I'd like to know more. Let's fade to black there. Yeah. And when Vince regains his senses, he is no longer human. We return to the present. You're all gathered in the parking lot outside the student accommodations, a block away from Melbourne Uni, a block away from the Chantry, where Thornton Adams saw fit to have his intern, Eleanor, live perhaps unaware of the danger posed by the Tremere, only a city block away. The flickering lights of the flames illuminate the parking lot and Chimera's rusted out Supra. To your left, the dormitory still burns. It's a raging inferno by this point. Anyone or anything still within has no chance of survival. 
The students are gathered around on the edge of the lot, watching huddled together as the brickwork warps, as the roof collapses in on itself, waiting for the fire brigade to finally arrive as sirens in the distance start to get louder and louder. The Tremere Pyromancer, staked, wrapped in a white tablecloth, has been stowed in the booth, in the boot of the car, and in the back seat, Vince, with a look of raw determination on his face, scrolls through a series of Excel spreadsheets on Hope's MacBook. The USB thumb drive provided by Eleanor slotted in the side. Vince, how many dots in finance do you have? Uh, just the one. Just the one. It's enough. Palmer is a terrible judge of character. No, it is enough. For the record, the thumb drive got copied legally split. Yeah, of course. In between sessions, that's what Hope does. It's Hope's MO. It's... Vince, you're frustrated because you never had the patience to actually learn the specifics of accounting. You, you always assumed that were you to ever turn your attention to business, you would have employees to do this for you. But if there's one thing you do know, it's how to follow the money. And so follow the money you do. Most of the spreadsheets are routine transactions that you would imagine a company like Adams Investments to have on record. Investment startup capital to various promising ventures. There's even several transactions going years back involving purchasing shares in Magadon Pharmaceuticals. Another nail in Thornton's coffin, as if you needed it. But there's one thing that stands out. One sequence of transactions that isn't like the others. For the last five years or so, Adam's Investments has been funneling a considerable amount of money into an operation that, quite frankly in Vince's opinion, is out of character. Thornton's good with money. He doesn't take risks, and that's how he's remained in the position of power that he's in. He only invests in things that are sure to grow relatively, relatively quickly and that he's almost certain will provide a return on investment, will become profitable sooner rather than later. And yet, here's at least a quarter of a million dollars over the last five years that have gone into a community renewal program in Williamstown, deep 
in Anarch territory on the edge of Hobson's Bay. Specifically, towards the renovation and construction of what's listed in the documents as a sporting centre. There are photos attached to some of the spreadsheets showing the venture in progress. It's no mere sporting centre, it's more like a stadium, a full-sized playing field and enough seating for 5,000 people. Food court including an O'Tolly's and several other subsidiaries either owned or funded by Adam's investments attached. It's more like a strip mall than anything. But it's still a very strange investment for Adams to make. And this is almost certainly what he'd entrusted Eleanor with erasing from the records. You've found it, Vince. Smiling in triumph, you motion for the others, and they gather around the car. You point towards the numbers on the screen and describe what you found. Okay. That's... That's gotta be their staging area. That's where they're gathering for tonight. That's probably where they're storing the explosives, unless I miss my guess. <sighs> they wouldn't want to risk notice by Squizzy when they put them in place, so they'd have to do it all at once. At least that's what I'm thinking. Does that line up with your thoughts? Yeah, I know that tracks to me. Okay. We've also got... Mr. Uh, Bernie Hands. Do we feel it's worth waking him up and having a chat? Somewhere secure? Yeah. I think we can use everything we can get, really. Okay, we've, we've got a yeah. little time. Okay. We've got a little time. So... Where's the nearest secure place? Well, probably Vince's apartment. QV Melbourne's only a couple blocks from here. Yeah, even though Vince has been bunking out somewhere else to be safe. Yeah. Okay, He's I mean, been this here is for the a night couple that... weeks at this point. Mm. <laughs> this is the one night he's probably not watching it. <sighs> <sighs> yeah, alright, come on. Alright. You hear I, the... I slide... Yep, go ahead. I slide into the car, leaving a trail of ash against the back seat. <laughs> Look down at the couple holes burned through my ribs, going... Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Chimera, as you sit in the 
as you slide into the front seat, you wince at the trail of ash that Hope leaves across the back. And through the rear-view mirror, you see a big gaping hole in Vince's lower torso, in, in Hope's lower torso, the white of her rib bone clearly visible as the flesh has burned away. You got roof access, right, man? Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay, I'm gonna have to do the Disney princess shit. <laughs> this is lost on Vince. <laughs> As Chimera turns the key in the ignition and the engine splutters <laughs> and then finally roars to life, you hear the drone of a loud horn as two big red fire trucks roll into the parking lot from around the corner, speeding towards the burning dormitory building. The tires of the Supra crunch over the gravel as Chimera guides the car out into the streets. The short distance to QV Melbourne. Will you be parking in the underground car park, Chimera, or would you like to just find a place on the streets? That is a good question. What's the police presence like at the moment? Because I know we had to go through some checkpoints to get in. Yeah. But if they're patrolling everywhere, mm. then definitely underground somewhere. Yeah. Um, I'd like you, Chimera, to go ahead and make a wits awareness check for me. All right. Uh, success of two. So <laughs> as you round a corner and see the glowing tower that is QV Melbourne ahead of you. You have a keen eye that you're watching the rear view mirror with. You see two police cars speeding past you, going in the direction of the dor burning dormitory. You don't see any any more police cars out on patrol, but as you guide the Supra towards the tower, you see, parked at the end of the street behind you, a white four-wheel drive. Its lights are off as it sits in the shadow of another skyscraper. You can just make out the blue font emblazoned across the side of the vehicle reading Palmer Solutions. Ah, shit. Looks like he's got eyes everywhere at the moment. Must be expecting us. They don't so appear to have clocked that this is you yet, though. They're probably looking for Vince's car, not Chimera's. So we might be able to risk the underground park. Uh, give me a second. I'll sense the beast at the car. Yeah, go ahead. 
three successes. Very faint aura suddenly lights up in the driver's seat of the van. Not kindred, but at least a ghoul. One of Thornton or Palmer's retainers. There's ghoul behind the wheel, so... Yep, no, can't, can't risk staying out in the open. Underground it is. Yep. So you turn towards the ramp that leads into the dark abyss underneath the building, and as you reach the metal boom gate, Vince slides in his resident card, slides into the machine, and then is allowed beep as the boom gate lifts up. Vince leans out of the window once again, pulls his card out of the slot, and a few minutes later, you've parked the Supra in the furthest, darkest corner of the parking garage from the entrance that you can find. You kill the engine and climb out your combat boots crunching on to the oil-stained concrete. Man, this place is fucking gross. Let's get this over with. It's just sort of... coughs. <laughs> Alright, man. You know where the cameras are, so... I guess, uh... Derek, can you get the body? I'm afraid bits are gonna snap off me if I exert too hard. <laughs> Make your way to the boot of the car, pop it open, and Derek leans down, hoists the Tremere up onto his shoulder. So, Vince, you know where the cameras are. So if you would like to go ahead and make for me a... Wits plus awareness check with a bonus dice. Yep. And that will be four dice. And that is... Uh, what was my hunger at? Because you played last. Uh, hunger two. Yep. Messy five. Messy five. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> As you good. stop and look around, pointing out the cameras, one there, one there, and give the rest of the coterie clear directions to get from here to the elevator that leads up into the building, your beast rumbles in the pit of your stomach. It's nearly 10.30pm by this point. You have just over an hour to get to Thornton before his plan comes to pass and you are growing impatient. This is your chance to get on the Primogen Council. This is your chance to finally, finally climb the ladder and you're wasting it trying to sneak the body of a torpid Tremere up into your apartment so you can question him. And that's when your compulsion activates. Good. <laughs> For a Ventru, that is 
your clan compulsion for a venture. Let me just get that up in the book. Go to the venture page, and it's not here. Interesting. <laughs> I believe it's negative clan bane until yeah. you can clearly give an order and have it be fun. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Your beast is incredibly impatient right now, Vince, and your arrogance compulsion activates. The need to rule rears its head within you. You will stop at nothing to assume command of a situation. Someone must obey an order from you. Any action not directly associated with leadership receives a two-dice penalty. Hurry up! Vince says, impatient, and I'd like the rest of you to make composure stealth checks with a bonus dice, please, as Vince has pointed out where the cameras are. Okay. That's four days. What was it? Composure stealth? Composure stealth, yep. Yes, that's uh, one for Camaro. Two successes here. That would bonus die. Oh, bonus die, yeah. yeah bonus die. Derp. Oof. Nah, only two successes. Oh, so three altogether. So Vince leads the way, walking with a very brisk pace towards the elevator, the rest of you lagging behind him. And when he reaches the elevator door, he stands there facing you, tapping his fingers against the wall behind him, his right foot tapping on the concrete. The elevator doors slide open and you pile inside. And a few minutes later, you're stepping through the doorway of Vince's apartment. It's as well furnished and luxurious as ever. Although there's a thin layer of dust over everything within the floors, the furniture, the huge LCD television. It's been a few nights since Vince has been here. Ever since winning one of the Banu Hakim's safe houses in his race against the Ds. He's been doing the smart thing. But it'll suffice for your purposes tonight. You throw the Tremere down on the glass kitchen table and extricate him from his wrapping. His dead, stony face gazes up at you, expressionless, unaware that he's about to be interrogated. Oh, time is... Alright, someone get him bound. Yep. Vince, you point towards the little wardrobe just off the lounge room between here and your bedroom 
there's a coil of rope in there that you've kept for just such occasions as this. That's totally the reason, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Does anyone, <laughs> anyone do what Vince says? Come on! Oh, sure, I uh, Yeah, Chimera um, kind of shakes for a second and hops to, to go fetch it. Chimera makes her way to the wardrobe. She pulls it open, and inside Chimera, you find a coil of rope. It's strung over the beam across the top of the wardrobe, and as you extract it, you can't help but notice the leather bodysuit hanging from a rack behind it. Uh, she chuckles to herself as she grabs the rope, and um, as she heads out, she says, Oh, Vince, I didn't know you had a, had a guest in there already. Yeah, for special occasions. Can we get this over and done with? Chimera um. sits to work, lassoing the rope around the Tremere's ankles and his arms. As Chimera starts working, Vincent sort of feels tension in his head easing, and he sort of breathes a gentle, quiet sigh of relief, and he's like, Thanks, Chimera. Yeah, and your compulsion passes. I'll glance at Chimera. This is pretty time-sensitive. Uh, I'm pretty torn up. Chimera, are you hungry? Oh, God, yes. After you get that done, let's go to the roof while these guys start the questioning. We can get back in a Is that minutes. okay? I look toward Vincent. Is it? Yeah, just go. Alright. Tarek just mutters to herself, grab it goes round the fence and through the, through the burrow, and um, <laughs> it tries to remember how to tie knots. It takes... Hope will help out. It takes perhaps a slight bit longer than Vince thinks it should, as Hope helps Chimera loop the loops and finally you tug on the rope, make sure it's secure. All the while Vince is acutely aware of the clock on the wall ticking closer and closer to midnight. It's already nearly a quarter to eleven. See, this is called Shibari, but don't worry about that too much. It gets the job done. Alright. Satisfied that the Tremere is secured, you step away, Hope, and begin to lead Chimera towards the entrance of the apartment. Uh, I'm sure. Breath, um, yep. Chimera mutters, uh, is that a Tsumitsu thing, or...? Uh, <laughs> surprisingly, no, but holy shit, you could do the same thing with tendons. I'm cutting that thought off right now, I'm hungry, let's go. <laughs> Oh be careful. This bitch can set his hands on fire. Just saying. That's be why you're taking six. great hair, ah. great care to bind all of his, bind his hands together so that he has no wiggle room for his fingers. Um, oh, uh, I think there's something fireproof in the kitchen. Check the drawers. Cool. <laughs> uh, can I borrow that access card? Get to the roof and back. Vince just sort of puts out his wallet and chucks it to her. Thanks, man. As you throw the card towards Hope, Derek shrugs and he starts to search through the drawers in the kitchen until he retrieves a fire blanket and carries it over to the Tremere, draping it over him. Hope and Chimera take one last look over your shoulder at Vince and Derek. 
hoping against hope that they'll be up to the task. Then you step out of the apartment, make your way up to the roof. Hope swipes the access card through the slot. Beep, beep, click. The door unlocks and you step out onto the smoking area on the roof. The lights of the city just before midnight bathing you in their glory. This certainly, the view from up here certainly is amazing. That must be why the rent is so expensive. Yeah. check, cameras. Go ahead, make a wits awareness for me. Guys, probably one success. One success. Look around, expecting to see at least one, but the roof appears to be completely free of prying guys. Makes sense, you think? You'd have to be a resident to get up here anyway. Mm. <sighs> yeah, that's true. They're paying a lot of money. Next check sightlines. The other buildings watching in. You look around, this building is taller than most of the buildings in the immediate vicinity, at least a floor or two higher. It's unlikely that anyone would be able to see you just by peering out of a window, but there are a couple of buildings further down the street that are high enough that if someone was specifically watching, perhaps with a pair of binoculars or a telescope, they just might be able to see you. Alright, well I'll go around to the other side of the roof access then. Sure thing. Put it between me and the buildings there. Okay. Birds. We'll start simple. There's always birds. I will go ahead and rouse. Not get hungrier. Ooh, lovely. And... That's two successes to call birds. Two successes. You close your eyes. Will the blood to course through your body and open your lips, releasing a soft bird call. You open your eyes, look up, and see four particularly large crows descending from one of the taller buildings at the end of the street. After about 60 seconds, they land in front of you, perching on the edge of the roof and silently eyeing the both of you. One of them lets out a loud, ah! as you step closer. Sorry, buddy. One for sorrow, two for joy, three for go, four for boy. Two for you, two for me, kind of. That sounds pretty fair. I'll devour them and try to heal the hole in my side a little. There's a choked as you descend upon the birds, snatching one in each hand and sinking your fangs into them, draining them of their blood. The 
each lower your hunger by two. And holy oh, shit, on. the egg seals right up. Lovely. Success on all three dice. Yeah, all three dice. Oh, sweet. Yeah, Kamara's going to do the same for her aggravated as well. Yeah, go ahead. Three rouse checks, please. Uh, just for the one aggravated? Yes. Just for the one aggravated. Three rouse oh, okay. checks per one point. Uh, one success. One success. Yeah, so you get... So, two hungrier. Two hungrier, but that's okay. You just ate two, so you're oh. back up at three. Back that's fine. And then... Oh my god, that's so much better. Yeah. You watch as before your eyes the charred flesh sinks into your body and is replaced by clean new skin that grows and folds over the wound. And the lingering pain fades. Hope gathers up the four now very flat crows and drops them into her bag. Alright. Question. Uh, Why are you keeping yeah. those? Because if somebody finds too many bloodless animal carcasses in one place, they start asking questions. Oh, that's I dispose of them later and nobody blinks. And, it's kind of like scooping up dog poop. It's just being neighborly. And, you know, you're not going to admit this to Chimera, but they're also a source of extra biomass for those special occasions when you need it. I might have a need for feathers coming up, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yep. are, are you still hungry? Do you want me to try bats? Chimera uh, kind of looks at her stomach, uh, expecting it to grumble. It doesn't, but she is still definitely hungry. Yeah, the beast is... The beast is... If it was, if you could see the beast in front of you, it would have a look of sheer disgust on its face, shaking its head. You call that blood? Disgusting. One more go. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, that would, that, that'd be great, please. Go uh, ahead, Hope. I can get a little hungrier. I can get a little hungrier myself. And I only get one success. Only one success. You sigh and look up into the clouds you hear another as two more crows descend oblivious to the fate of their comrades oh yours boo <laughs> chimera bears her fangs and leaps on the birds you may reduce your hunger boy <laughs> yeah. I mean, not, not to be yeah. rude, but how do you do this every day? <laughs> Necessity. Mainly it's been because of the plague. It is... It tastes horrible. But on the weird upside, like, gulls. Gulls eat all the fast food. And when I snack on one, sometimes I can get a hint of taste of, like, Burger King or Odali's or something. And it's like... And then it's buried by a tide of horrible buffer. Just for one shit split sign shining second, it brings back a good memory or two. Same can't be said. Yeah, fast food. The same can't be said for crows, though. Chimera, you nearly gag as you force these two crows down. They mainly taste like inner city pollution. Yeah. You're back down to hunger one. 
but your beast rattles its cage. Enough of this! Enough! Bring me a proper meal! Let's get back to the boys. Meanwhile, yeah, I offer you some breath spray. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, downstairs in the apartment, Derek and Vincent stand on either side of the kitchen table, looking down at the Tremere. Are you guys ready to do this? And yeah, Vince is drawing his gun, <laughs> just in case. Yep. Pointing it, so. training it upon the Tremere's head. As lazily, Derek, but yeah. Lazily, just in case, just with one hand. As Derek leans over, grabs the tip of the railway spike, and yanks it. <gasps> the Tremere instantly awakens. He tries to sit up with a start, but he's bound by the ropes, held flat on the table. The only part of his body that he could freely move is his head. He looks from side to side, seeing both of you there. And... Bears his teeth. <sighs> Damn it. Well, you're obviously one of Adams's crew. <laughs> yeah yeah let's go with that nah mate um, that's what we were assuming you were and you he says as you speak to him Derek I recognise you you're you're a traitor you're of the Chantry you shouldn't be working with him you should be helping Cypher. You should be helping to stop Thornton. That's what we've been doing. What do you think you're doing? He bears his teeth at you. What does it look like? The girl who lived in that building was important to Thornton. Somehow, Cypher knows that much. So I was disposing of her, just like I did with the lawyer. They're obviously essential to Thornton's plans. Yeah, okay, Ray Bradbury. The lawyer... Do you mean that random fire about two weeks ago? Was it a week ago? Yeah. He... States it... He states the exact address, and... Thinking back, that's roughly in the vicinity of where you were. Guy had all of Thornton's legal papers on record. Heard someone got him out of the house before he burnt to death, but that's okay. Everything that was stored on his computer would have went up in smoke. Okay, so you're the reason I've been in two house fires in as many weeks. So and you're also, the one who saved your, him then? 
It would appear so. Traitor! He spits the word. Also, I don't know what it is you or Cypher think that it is that you're doing, but all you're doing is covering Adams's loose ends. How so? He says, <sighs> a look of genuine confusion on his face. We know those people were important to Thornton. They were probably funneling, or they were probably funneling money for him, or something. All right, all right, all right, all right. Say for a moment that that's true. Wouldn't you want to get information out of him? <laughs> yeah. Raise that point yes. with Cypher. He thought it was best to just get rid of them. Figured if we took the time to capture them and interrogate them, there'd be a chance that Adams or that lackey of his, Palmer, would be able to put two and two together and track it back to the Chantry. No, no. That logic just went... panned out for you. That all makes sense. Yeah. And you're... Yeah. I recognise your face now, he says. Thought I recognised you back in the restaurant, but... Here, now, in the light... <laughs> your palmer's whelp. So... It's obvious to me... That my time is numbered. I've been caught, but if I'm going to meet the final death, I go knowing that I've thrown a wrench into your master's plan. Cypher went out on a limb, and it paid off. Whatever the girl and the lawyer had, whatever it was they were keeping safe for Thornton is gone. Nothing more than ash. He smiles in spite of the situation that he's in. Uh, yeah. Let's say it has, sure. So that means you don't have any idea of what else is going on tonight with Thornton and that. He stares back at you, Derek, obviously confused, and he says, Should I? I wasn't aware... wasn't aware tonight was... anything special in the scheme of things. Cypher sent me to burn that dormitory because we'd just found out that's where the girl was living. Does everyone in the Chantry just blindly follow orders like this guy, Derek? Uh, the ones who have been properly indoctrinated, yes. Fuck hell. Indoctrinated, he says. At least I'm not cavorting with traitors. Yeah, 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 the Red Menace, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> so you've got nothing for us, then. This was just a complete waste of time, and there's no reason that you're here. Let me get this straight, he says. You're not working with Thornton. That's what I'm starting to get the impression of. Yeah, finger on the pulse there, mate. So why did you try and stop me? Uh, if you're mate, working I... against Thornton, then why did you save the girl? It's slow, isn't he? Mm. So... Again, 
Witness. You said, yeah. Remember how they said they had. You said they had information. That information can be used against Thornton, which is why we need it. Does that make sense to you, mate? Finally dawns on him. His face twists in a mixture of mm. horror and anger, and he says, "You mean." You mean, Cypher had me covering Thornton's tracks? Yep. Yeah. Now it's not not to say that he was doing it intentionally, but if he isn't less, if he is none the wiser, then it means he's playing right into Thornton's hands. If he's none the wiser, then <coughs> he trails off, and you the look on his face, Derek, you can tell that. He's waging an internal battle right now. <laughs> decades and decades of indoctrination are clashing with the world-shattering realisation you've just forced upon him. <laughs> Finally, he frowns and says, yeah. If Cypher ordered me to dispose of those people... Yeah. And didn't know he was covering Thornton's tracks. That he's incompetent is what he is. That's right. Very good. <laughs> and so... What then? Why am I here? What, what... What do you want from me? He says, and for the first time you see him vainly attempt to struggle against the ropes. Well, see, the thing is, mate, is we were kind of expecting there to be a rhyme and a reason to you burning down a building. So uh, I'm kind of asking myself the same question. Hmm. Are we coming back around then? Yeah, it's at this point that you hear the door open and you look over your shoulders as Chimera and Hope step back into the apartment. Ah! Who, who's that? Says the tremendous trying to strain his neck. Bernie Flinders doesn't know shit? Ah, god damn it. He fucking yep. thought, he thought he was acting against Thornton, the little dumbass. By the way, oh, does shit. Vince... Does Vince detect any hint of, like, subterfuge at all? You can make a wits insight check if you like. Yeah. Just checking. Um, that'll yeah, be five dice. Three successes. It's quite clear, based on the look on the guy's face, that you've thrown him for a loop tonight. He thought he was just doing his bit to assist Cypher in his little feud against Thornton. He thought he was taking out people that were of utmost importance to Thornton's plan. But based on the way his eyes keep darting back and forth, how he cranes his neck to try to get a look at Hope and Chimera as they step close to him, as he as his body tenses up and he strains against the ropes, it's obvious that he's holding something back. Perhaps he still thinks there's a chance that you're lying to him, trying to flip him to the other side. Alright, Vince 
Yeah. Acting on this, Vince says, Alright, human touch. How's tonight gonna go down for you? Well, if, if you're not with Thornton, then we're, we're on the same team. I don't see any need for violence if... He trails off as Hope steps into view and he winces and he <laughs> says, With that said, if you just said you weren't working for Thornton, maybe, maybe I wouldn't have needed to... See, I opened my mouth, and then there was fire coming toward me, so, uh... But, anyway, we're running low on time, so... Question for you guys. He's a dupe, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. Alright, so the two options I'm seeing are nighty-night again, and a reach for the rail spike. Or, he comes along and burns some security. What's your call? Yeah, I'm thinking it could be useful. Uh, Cypher said... Cypher said... The Ventru would have agents on the streets tonight. I assumed, because you were trying to chase me, that that was you, but I... I was just trying to figure out who was burning the evidence we were trying to collect. Yeah, he's got agents everywhere, but they're not looking for the right things. We've also found out that they're gathering in a spot in about an hour to blow up the prince, so we're on our way to stop that. Are you out or in? You're... You're not serious. Yes, we're serious. Are you out or in? <laughs> when, when Cypher finds out, he'll... Are you out or in? If I say no, you'll be staked you and think, woken mate? up after it's all over. I'd like Vince and Hope to both make manipulation intimidation checks. If you have, if you have all <laughs> Vince, you may add your presence. Hope is not scary. <laughs> uh, so manipulation intimidation plus or plus or yeah can, can do. Um, just just one though. Just one. That's nine dice. <laughs> and six successes. Six successes. So Hope twirls the railway spike in her hand. He can't even see this because his neck's held down to the table. So it has barely any effect on him at all. Yeah. But then Vince leans down over him, activates his presence, and to the rest of you... Suddenly, Vince seems at least twice his height, towering over everyone there, peers down into the Tremere's face. And what do you say, Vince? Um, in or out? In or out? He's silent for just a second, and then... He nods his head as best he can, being held down, and he says, I... Okay, I'm in. But, look, if we have time, I can get a message to Cypher, and he can have the Chantry out in force, and... There's literally yeah. no time, and I reach into yeah. his coat and pull out his phone. And until you make good, 
It proved us you're not a dupe. We can't trust you to do that, so let's go. So, what? What do you need? You want me to... You need me to burn something, or...? Maybe. We don't know yet. We're not sure what we're going into. We're gonna need backup. I... Grit. Come on. Yeah. I started untying him. You untie him, and when he's free, he pulls himself up into a sitting position, raises one of his hands and begins to twirl his fingers. You reach for your weapons. Vince doesn't, he just gives him a stare. <laughs> As he snaps his fingers and a tiny pinprick of flame appears on the end. Do you do anything? Uh, Vince is just like, Nate. He holds out his free hand. Just wait. Twirls the finger. Twirls the finger with the little flame on the end of it. And then he snaps his finger again, and in a puff of smoke, the flame disappears. Okay. I've got one left, he announces. You want something burned? You gotta make sure you make the right choice. I've only got one more of these that I can use, and then I'm going to need to do the ritual again, and that can't happen until the sun comes up. I grab his shoulder. Cool. Talk on the way. Let's go. As As they sort of... Yep. As they sort of leave the apartment, Vince just sort of jovially explains to him, look, Ray, it's basic diplomacy. Speak softly, carry a big stick. You're the stick. He just looks at Vince and he nods. Not sure of whether he wants to say anything at all. Also, we're pretty sure this is where they're keeping the explosives, so... Don't go firing off prematurely, but Bernie. You give him the run And Vince down. just sort of says, big stick. Ah. Uh, <laughs> he turns towards Hope. Ah. Uh, Darius, if you please... All right, Darius. Unless Vince, you cheese me off further, Vince sort of chuckles at the name. He's like, "It's always the fucking Tremere." <laughs> you fill and... Darius in on. Is there anything you don't tell him, or do you pretty much just give him the rundown on most of what you've learned so far concerning the Ventru and Thornton's plan to go to make Prince go boom? Yeah. Filling him in on that. So you fill him in pretty much on everything you know about Thornton's plan as you make your way back down to the parking garage and just as you reach the Supra and Derek steps forwards, pulls the back door open and gestures for Darius to climb in. He nods and before he makes his before he makes himself comfortable in the car. He looks over his shoulder and he says, All right. Well then, if it means anything to you, I had a whole list of people I had to go after next. At least three ghouls on the list couldn't be accounted for. So I suppose that's what you can expect in the way of security. He slides into the back seat. 
I'll slide in next to him. It's just ghouls. That's not too bad. But I don't know what else we're going to come across. So, see how good it comes to. Like I said, if I can help by burning something down, I will. But I can only do it once, and if there was any way we could get Cypher involved, then I... He sees the look that Derek's giving him. See, the problem is, by doing this, Cypher is either proving himself a huge traitor or blazingly incompetent. So... No. Yeah. Okay. Alright. Let's get it Not done. with an hour left to go. Let's get it done. On our own. Best of our abilities. And if somehow we make it through this alive, he says, I never want to see any of you again. But. Make no promises. If it turns out. <laughs> that this is just a case of Cypher misreading, miscalculating, he turns to Derek. Then I'll back you up on, ever, on whatever move you want to make. Well, that's good to hear. Let's do this, he says. He leans back into the seat and closes his eyes, folds his hands together, and begins to whisper silently. Perhaps... Perhaps preparing his magic for battle. Chimera, the little electronic clock on the dashboard, blinks. 11.01pm. Turn the key in the ignition. This time the engine roars to life on the first try. And before long, you're out of the parking lot. Back out on the streets of the CBD. You've got a long journey to Williamstown. There are a few ways you can get there. The quickest way would be to take the M1. Same way you got into town from Adiza's little chop shop earlier this night. But you know the police have checkpoints on all of the major highways out of the CBD. Yeah. So you can either brave the checkpoint again and take the shortest route, or you could try to find some other way. Wind your way up through Parkville and then through Maribyrnong, down through Footscray. This will probably add at least another half hour to your travel time, but it might keep you off the Second Inquisition's radar. Question. Yep. What's Darius wearing? Darius is wearing the pretty stereotypical red Tremere trench coat. He's got the Tremere symbol dangling around his neck as a little silver talisman. That is exactly what I was worried about. That's not mm. gonna go, that's not gonna fly at a checkpoint, no way. Yeah. Good thinking. Darius, man, yeah. uh, do you have any kind of mask, any kind of fake ID? He just gives you a strange look, and... Derek, 
you recognize the look he's giving hope it's it's a look that basically tells you in no words that Darius is one of the Ancilla who has spent probably the last three or four decades of his unlife sequestered within the Chantry. Aside we from feeding, that, aside from <laughs> feeding, he hasn't had to face mortals in pretty much any capacity since his neonate years. So, oh. right, so he's a nerd. No, no, that's, that's good. <laughs> Not what we're looking for tonight. Okay, yeah. long I mean, way around. Have an ID to begin with. <laughs> step on, step on the pedal as we go. All right. All right. Yeah. If anything can do it, it's this. So, you stop for a moment on the side of the road as Hope types up the address of the building right next to you. And then types in the address of the Williamstown Stadium, where Thornton's hidden all of his explosives waits about 30 seconds for Google Maps to calculate a route and it estimates your travel time at 39 minutes, leaving you just 20 minutes to get in and out before shit goes off. Okay. I'll around it. I will try to use some travel apps to go with the flow of traffic and find some the best find ways to minimize you know stoplight time alright so I would ask Hope to make an intelligence technology roll please this may come to nothing total failure I can't do it nope yeah. sorry you try recalculating the route checking some other nearby roads, but the one Google Maps has given you is by yes. far the easiest. Yeah. The next possible route would take just over an hour. And so you have no choice but to me, but to be committed to the long haul. You start calling out directions to Chimera as she guides the car through the CBD, through North Melbourne, past the turn-of-the-century heritage-listed buildings, through the sleepy suburb of Mooney Ponds, and then down into the industrial wasteland beyond the city reaches. Been travelling for about 20 minutes when Chimera become aware of the fact that you seem to be being followed. There's a there's a single set of of headlights in the rearview mirror that seems to have been making all the same turns as you at least since Ascot Vale. Uh, hey guys, I yeah. think we might not be alone. Uh, and she's just gonna like thumb up, jab her thumb uh, backwards at the back of the back of the um, window of the car. You all crane your necks and peer out the back. See the headlights she's pointing to, and sure enough, 
as Chimera turns right into a well-lit main street past past a shopping centre on the edge of Footscray. The following car turns onto the street as well and in the bright light you can now clearly see the Palmer Solutions logo emblazoned on it. Same feeling of a beast in there. Cool. Two successes. You wouldn't be surprised, be Hope, if it was the exact same ghoul as before. The driver yeah, the driver is indeed surrounded by a faint aura, but an aura nonetheless. Alright. Okay. Uh, how do we want to do this? We can't take well, him with us. Can't we? What's he gonna do? We're pretty sure they know. They're pretty sure if they spotted us, we're pretty sure he's radioed it in. They're gonna know we're coming. Uh, if you want, I can try to take out the van on an empty stretch of road. I hold up the submachine gun. I will say for Vince, with your dots in drive, you would be aware, Vince, that this Supra, if it comes down to it, is probably slightly faster than that big bulky four-wheel drive. Should be a bit faster, yeah. My dot in drive, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, we can outrun him if we need to. All right, let's lose him. Things no, can like the present then. All right, um, still. Yeah, Chimera's going to boost drive to one. So Chimera, <laughs> you just try and get away. Are you just going to slam your foot full? Yeah, on and, and just speed up and try to get away. Yep, go ahead. Boost drive. Do you get hungrier? Uh, yep, she gets hungrier. Hungrier. Ooh, yeah, hunger, hunger two. All That's right. Two. I'd like you. So, how would you like to do this? Do you want to just try to drive as fast as you can, hoping that you'll outrun them, or do you want to try to lead them? on a chase through, like, side streets and alleyways and hope that they lose you in the confusion? Well, with the uh, blood-boosting drive, uh, she'd have a little bit better idea of uh, how to handle this. And the first idea uh, that comes to her mind is, since they're going through uh, Maribyrnong, there'd be tons of little sleepy side streets. Yeah. Just duck in quickly, uh, slam down the road, uh, you turn uh, at some kind of uh, roundabout or something like that and blast back out, uh, forcing them to kind of slow down in four-wheel drive, get a little bit get a little bit stuck and uh, speed off. Yeah, well, that seems like a good plan to me. So go ahead and make a wits drive check for me, please. Wits to find a place suitable to perform this little evasive maneuver. Uh, success of two. Success of two. So you keep driving at the speed you're at until you reach the end of the street. And then, seeing a little side street off to the left that leads away from the shopping centre back into the suburbs, you slam your foot down on the pedal. You, the tyres squeal as you swerve into the side street. And sure enough, 
the engine of the four-wheel drive roars to life as they begin to give chase. You lead them down the side street, and then when you reach the end of it, with a choice of heading left or right, you grab the wheel, and with all the strength you can muster, <coughs> slam it to the right, sending your car nearly sideways as it drifts around the corner into the sleepy suburbs. Damn, girl. Tokyo Drift. The four you know, wheel... I actually pay attention when you drive, you know. <laughs> the four-wheel drive... Nice, <laughs> the four-wheel drive slows a bit. Slows down to take the sharp corner and starts to lose you as it pulls into the street. You drive right to the very end of the cul-de-sac you're in, and when you reach the end, you stop idling, waiting for the four-wheel drive to get closer, preparing to screech around the end of the cul-de-sac and head back the way you came. Go ahead, Chimera, and make a strength drive check for me. Ooh, that's a bit more favourable, To actually. force the car back in the other direction. Mm. So, I'll reach uh, success of three. Yep, and what are you I'll doing, Harry? Pull out my last flashbang grenade. Yeah. Roll the window Come down, on. just in case. If I get a good opportunity, I'm going to toss it in the windshield. Yeah, alright, well... I honestly have the same thought too. <laughs> I will subtract a dice from their dice pool. Yeah. You stay there. You sit there. Your hands on the wheel, Chimera, and they're they're trembling. The tension is palpable as the headlights get closer and closer and closer. And finally, when the car is about five or six meters behind you. You slam your foot on the pedal and wrench the wheel to the left as hard as you can. You hear the squeal of the wheels on the asphalt and everyone in the car is jostled sharply to the left. Darius slams his head on the side of the window, swearing loudly as you pull the car into a sharp U-turn and as the four-wheel drive comes to a dead stop, you start to speed back down the cul-de-sac the way you came. You pass the four-wheel drive and catch a glimpse of the ghoul driver, his face screwed up in frustration as he tries desperately to wrangle the wheel, spinning it to the left as fast as he can, but the four-wheel drive is nowhere near as nimble as this little sedan that you're driving. Uh, Chimera laughs manically and gives him a finger out the window as she goes past. <laughs> and as you do this, Hope rolls down the window and, priming the flashbang, tosses it. It lands with a clatter on the, on the windshield of the four-wheel drive and begins to roll down the hood when, bang, it goes off. So that takes their dice pulled down 
from six to four. And they roll one success. The engine of the Supra roars as you reach the end of the cul-de-sac and sharply turn left. And there's no sign of the four-wheel drive. Just to be safe, when you reach the next turn, you go right instead of left. Instead of heading back down the main street past the shopping centre, you make your way through the suburbs a few minutes longer. And when you emerge in the middle of Footscray, speeding past the train station, there's no sign of your pursuers. Oh my god, that was so much fun. I'm, I'm doing this again. We're all doing this again. <laughs> I'm down. Under more, what? under less of a time crunch. Yeah, I'm down. Vince just sort of gives her a, a look that she'll know how to interpret. The rest of the drive is relatively uneventful. You cross over into Newport from Footscray, and the gentrification of Footscray gives way to run-down early 20th century houses, decommissioned factories, rusted warehouses, and finally you're coming into Williamstown. It's mostly old shipping yards filled with rusted shipping containers, tough of grass pushing through the cracked concrete wherever you look. You see a couple of people making their way along the sidewalk. A woman in grey rags pushing a shopping trolley and a bare-chested, heavily tattooed man who shouts something incomprehensible and wolf whistles the car as it speeds past. He's ambitious. And then suddenly, the urban blight disappears in the span of a single block. The run-down buildings that are collapsing under their own weight. The downtrodden, miserable atmosphere is dispelled by Thornton's Urban Renewal Project. The road here is cleanly paved, the potholes filled, the footpath is smooth, glows bright white in the lights of the car. There's not a single blade of grass or weed or crack to be seen, and looming over it all is the huge postmodern utilitarian monstrosity that is the Williamstown Stadium. The construction seems to have mostly been completed, but there's still a chain-link fence running along the perimeter of the lot. Vince grumbles as you drive past a metal sign attached to the fence that reads, Merryweather Construction Proprietary Limited. 
You can see some scaffolding here and there. Parked up, set up along the sides of the stadium. There's a couple of construction vehicles just beyond the fences, but for the most part, it lo almost looks as if the construction site is just a facade. The building itself is fit for purpose. What would you like to do? We need to park and get in and find out where we need to be and what we need to do to stop this. That about sum it up? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's not going to be that simple though, is it? Derek, can you throw us a premonition? Uh, yeah, should be able to. Yeah, go ahead. Alright. Yeah. Browse. Oof, failure so I get hungrier. While he does that, I'm gonna whistle up some rats. Four successes on that. Ooh, nice. Evidently, they haven't uh, poisoned all the vermin about. Hmm. Alright, so... I presume, Chimera, you don't want to drive too close to the lot. You want to ditch the car, maybe a street or two away, and approach on foot? Absolutely. Yeah. So Chimera turns off the road and drives up the long driveway of a set of flats parks up the car alongside the station wagon belonging to one of the residents and kills the engine and just as you're about to climb out Derek feels something tugging at the back of his mind he closes his eyes and lets the premonition take over You're walking as a group through the construction site, across the uneven terrain, over the piles of gravel and dirt, and towards... towards the rolled-up loading entrance at the back of the stadium near the food court. There's no signs of life, and so you're utterly surprised when you hear a loud crash, catch a flicker of movement from the corner of your eyes. You look up Derek just in time to see a collection of steel girders and blocks of concrete tumbling down from the scaffolding above towards you. you shake your head and blink. You're once again sitting in the back of Chimera's car. Yeah. Ooh, okay. That doesn't sound positive. What did you say? Uh, so there's a... We head for a roller door around the back. We don't see anyone, but then as we go to go through the door, a bunch of steel and concrete collapse from the scaffolding on top of us. Ooh, how many you There. We've got somebody up above. Can I switch from rats to bats? Yeah, sure. 
you pop open the doors of the Supra, step out onto the concrete, you hear the flap of wings above you and hope you look up to see six furry, dirty-looking bats swooping down from the overhanging power lines. All right. Chittering as they approach you. Let's get going towards the back door. Derek, stop us before we get to the girder spot, and I'll have the bats watching from above. Yeah, sure. I'll send them out to go scout and come back to me with knowledge of whoever's up there. The bats let out a shrill... As they flap their wings and disperse into the blackness above. Almost invisible, unless someone were specifically looking for them. And... As you approach the lot, I'd like everyone to make a wits awareness check for me. Got it. Ooh, foreboding. I've got the usual powers cycle. Very foreboding. Okay. Three successes. One. Uh, no. Critical six. Ooh, yeah, Chimera. Nice. This, this, is, this is what Chimera's good at. She's a gangrel. Yeah. Uh, can I check my heightened senses on that? You or? sure can. You can chuck your sure. heightened sensors on. You should. Some good stuff there. Yeah, only two successes from me. Still a fair bit. Still more than six altogether. Well, six just with Chimera. Everything yeah. after that is a bonus. I'll give you extra information. So as your foot falls crunch on the freshly paved asphalt. You draw nearer and nearer to the chain-link fence that surrounds the lot, and doing your very best to stick to the shadows of the houses and businesses across the street from the lot itself. You spend 10-15 minutes doing a lap around the perimeter of the lot trying to take in whatever you can and approaching from the front the lot appears to be pretty much devoid of life the construction vehicles beyond the fence are dark asleep the scaffolding appears to be abandoned But as you round the corner and start to survey the back of the stadium, the one that faces out onto the main road, you see that even though you lost the four-wheel drive earlier, they must have surely sent word that you would be coming. The main entrance of the stadium, a set of four glass doors that faces the parking lot in the main street is guarded by six men they're all dressed in they're all dressed in camo cargo pants and thick overcoats openly clutching 
rifles and shotguns as they stand in front of the main entrance, scanning the road and the parking lot for intruders. Further beyond that, however, around the next corner is the loading entrance for staff that leads into the food court. This must be what Derek was referring to. There's a big metal garage door that's rolled up. Everything on the other side of it shrouded in pitch blackness. A single truck is parked up in front of the entrance, the back door open, and occasionally you see men in orange high-vis vests grabbing crates of something out of the back of the truck and carrying it beyond the threshold of the loading entrance. You see a couple more men wearing camo and overcoats, brandishing shotguns. Only two, and these ones don't seem to be standing guard. Rather, they're doing a patrol of this area of the lot, passing by the truck and the loading entrance about once every two or three minutes. In between this, they head around the corner of the stadium and are obscured in the shadows. As you finish your surveillance, surveillance of the perimeter, you hear the flapping of wings once again, Hope, and standing in the shadow of a nearby laundromat, hold out your arm as the six bats flutter down and perch on it. Turn your head towards them, look into their eyes and... The vision of what they've seen floods through your mind. Flashes of black and white grainy footage. Almost as if it was taken with a military drone. The guards' patrol patterns lit up in trails of infrared. The bats tell you that there appear to be ten guards altogether. Six guarding the main entrance, two doing a patrol past the loading dock, and with what the bats have seen, it's obvious to you that it takes about three minutes for them to complete their patrol, giving you a window of about 60 seconds to get towards that entrance without being seen. And two more guards that you didn't notice on your walk around the lot. One on each side of the stadium, perched up in the seats, peering out onto the parking lot and the street that runs along the back of the stadium. Sniper rifles at the ready. Are these likely the ones who dropped the girders on us? Yeah, it seems likely. 
I'll pass on this information to the others. Okay. In fact, you're almost certain of this as one of them, the one who seems to be keeping an eye on the loading entrance, is perched almost coincidentally right above a set of scaffolding. And from where he's set up in the seats, all he has to do is reach over and cut one rope to send it all tumbling down. That's our boy. <sighs> Okay, how do we want to play this? Darius folds his fingers together as he peers at the stadium. He says, hmm, if you want a distraction, I could, you know, get that truck burning. Flame will hit the gas tank. Big boom. And all the guards Wait a minute. are running, Hold on, I guess. If they're unpacking boxes from that truck, and they're storing explosives here. I'm gonna give you a second to put two and two together. <laughs> that might be too much of a distraction. Big boom, Darius says. Okay, maybe not- I like not your the... style, I like your style, but time yeah. and place. <laughs> okay, so maybe not the truck, but he points across the street beyond the chain link fence towards the empty parking lot. You can see a ticketing booth with a boom gate. What, when this, when this stadium is operational, it's the place where people will have to drive through, purchase a ticket from the gatehouse to be granted access to the parking lot. There's no one in it right now. It's completely empty. The stadium's not yet operational. But it doesn't look like there's anything particularly flammable either within the gatehouse or around it. Alright. I'm thinking that might be the way to go. Why don't we time things? When the time's right, you do that, then beat feet back to the car. And wait for us. I'll use the bats to distract the guard up on high, and we'll try to dash through the loading dock. Uh, I'm gonna try to, try to disable the truck as I go, so they can't drive off with explosives. That work for everybody? Okay. Yeah. Darius shrugs. They already know if we're you're coming, happy so with there's it. No reason not to get loud. Remember, I've only got one flame left. If I set fire to that thing, and you get into trouble in there, I can't come to your rescue. That's why we're having you go back to the car, buddy. That work for everyone? Yep. Question, are they unloading the truck or loading the truck? They seem to be unloading it. I'm betting they've got like a secret tunnel that they're running the explosives down in. Yeah, you, you watch now and you see two men in high-vis vests emerge from the loading dock. And one of them jumps up into the back of the truck and carefully lowers a wooden crate out of the back. The other man grabs hold of it and... Then the man in the truck jumps down and the two of them start carrying the crate into the blackness beyond the loading entrance. There's no need to disable the truck. This is the end point. This is the delivery point for the explosives. Alright. Are we ready? As ready as I'll ever be, says Darius, but remember you owe me for this. Actually, maybe there's the a way we can still use the truck as a distraction. 
Oh yeah? How so? If you break into the front, drop the brakes, set it rolling, and set it on fire somewhere down the hill. That could be a good distraction. Somewhere far away from the west from the rest of the explosives. We don't want the whole place going up. What's down the hill? Well, it's just I think what Alt's trying to say is that the truck won't be in close proximity to the stadium, so there's no chance of, you know, igniting anything in there. And yeah, that's more what I was implying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, there's no houses or, like, baby nurseries down at the bottom of the hill. Okay. <laughs> Old folks' homes. No, well, there's, yeah. you know, <laughs> you're currently, like, crouching in the shadows in a little alleyway just outside a laundromat. Most of the buildings on this side of the street appear to be businesses and they're closed for the night. You'll still probably be destroying people's livelihoods, but it's unlikely that there'll be collateral damage in the form of lives lost. And better insurance than... Yeah. Better insurance than leaving a whole shit ton of explosives on your back. I like this idea. Who wants to sneak over there at Truck Jack? Who has the highest stealth? I think is the um, biggest question. Okay. Actually, we can send we can send Burning Man over to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Drive the truck and then blow it up once he gets it out of the lot. Yeah, actually, the that's not a oh my god, we're continuing with the fucking Terminator theme. Too hard, guys. <laughs> <laughs> How sneaky are you, Darius? So I will tell you, Darius has one dot of stealth. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, Camaro has. Right, not Darius. I've got. Five he has one dot of stealth three. and three dots of dexterity. So I've got three dexterity and two stealth. I can boost it up, and I've got bats to refuel if I need to. Okay, I'll do it. Alright, and the bats have also allowed you to determine the exact window when you're least likely to be seen by the patrolling guards. So, if you follow what the bats tell you, I will add a bonus dice to anyone attempting to get from here to the truck. Alright, now when the truck takes off, you all need to get into the loading dock. I'm going to swap faces and catch up with you later. Uh, do you want to... The truck will probably be a bit of distraction on its own. Do we still wait to do the ticket booth, or do we want to keep Darius with us? Darius smiles, his eyes twinkling. He says, I could wait here, wait for you to get the truck out through the gate, blow it up out here, have them all running through the gate, So as soon as everyone hears the big boom and sees the guards running, that's your chance. Yep. Alright, yeah. I'll sneak in later. Hope, go ahead and make for me a dex stealth check and you get an extra dice. The recognition word has come quite. Alright. Well first I'm gonna rouse, so my dexterity goes up. Three successes. Three successes. 
I'm uh, going to willpower that just in case. Yeah, just in case. And bump that up to five. Five successes, okay. So I'm gonna roll for the guards. Good thing you willpowered. Three successes from the guards. Yeah. Do the solid snake thing. So you wait for the guard, the two guards to come by the loading dock once again, and once they've disappeared around the corner of the stadium, you glance at the others silently, silently wishing them good luck, and having the same looks returned back to you. And then you dash across the street. Duck under the boom gate next to the ticketing booth. Cross the car park and... Sticking to the shadows, press yourself up against the side of the truck, shimmying along it. And hope... When you get to the... When you get to the cab of the truck... If your heart was still beating, this is where it would miss a beat. There's someone sitting in the cabin, in the driver's seat, absent-mindedly tapping his fingers on the dashboard. His head bobbing as he dances along to the music playing out of his earbuds. Five successes to Sense of Beast. He is not kindred, nor is he ghoul. Alright. Nice. Sounds like I'll, I'll wrap on the glass cool, to get his, I'll wrap on the glass to get his attention. Yep. So conscious. Then say. Yep. Hey, hey, buddy. Scoot over. Shut up and follow me as fast as I can when I run. So consciously aware of the fact that you've got about twenty seconds left before the guards return, you step up to the cab, rap on the window. It takes a couple of attempts to get his attention. And then he finally sees you, and as he sees you, you pull the door open and tell him to shove out of the way. He looks at you, his eyes wide, and you can see his brain cells communicating, telling I him that he should, be, he should be raising an alarm. <laughs> Go ahead and make a charisma persuasion check for me. Oh no, this is this is mesmerized. Nice memory. Ah, you're dominating him. Alright, go yep, ahead, Rouse. Yep, I get hungry. Yep, he's not at all prepared for this. He opens his mouth and the vein in his forehead throbs twice and then he nods and scoots over to the passenger seat. Giving you free reign of the driver's side. And then you turn the key in the ignition and as the engine roars to life you slam your foot on the pedal and the hulking beast of a truck begins to slowly make its way across the car park towards the gate. Oh, I go and squeak at the bat swarm. Send yep. all six of them to go attack this guy at watching the loading dock. Over the din of the engine, you're vaguely aware of someone shouting, Hey! Hey! Get in the way! She's getting away with the truck! And then you see all six bats swooping down from the sky above and 
in the very corner of the rearview mirror, you can see the silhouette of a guard standing atop the scaffolding. He's raising his gun, trying to get a fix on you and the truck when the bats swarm down on top of him and he starts struggling, whacking at them with the butt of his rifle. You ram the truck through the boom gate, crash, and it rolls down onto the street. And as it does, you see Darius sprinting out of the shadows next to the laundromat towards you. He snaps his fingers and you see the flame appear in his fingers. Mm, I'll slam cruise control, slam open the door, grab the guy and jump for dear life. Yep. Darius gives you just enough time to get yourself clear as you grab the driver by the arm and force him into the alleyway where the rest of the coterie waits. The fireball grows large in Darius's hand and then he hurls it towards the truck as the truck slowly rolls to a stop. His aim is dead on. The flames hit the side of the gas tank and... For a brief moment, you see a look of utter shock on Darius's face as the gas tank ignites far quicker than he expected. He hits the dirt as BOOM! The truck explodes, instantly turning into a fireball. You guys are all far enough away that you don't have to roll frenzy checks. But Darius lies face down in the asphalt, mere metres away from the conflagration, and he is going to roll for a frenzy check. That's fine, he served his purpose, now he can run away. Luckily, he has (laughs) seven willpower right now. He gets five successes. You see him hesitate, twitch, as he fights his beast, and then he scrambles to his feet, turns, looks in your direction, gives you a curt nod, and then sprints away in the direction of where Chimera's car is parked, disappearing around the corner. In the distance, you hear several... In the distance, you hear the footfalls of at least seven men as you see guards clad in camo sprinting across the car park towards the flaming truck. One of them holds a radio to his mouth. He's receiving orders from somebody and barking orders to the rest of them. And with your sense the beast, Hope, you detect that two of the men in the group, including the one receiving orders from the radio, are ghouls. The rest of the mortal. This is our shot. Take a look at the driver. Is he? Does he by chance have an earring or braces or anything? Yeah, he's got a stud in his right earlobe, and he's just—he's just standing in the mouth of the alleyway, staring at the burning truck, open-mouthed. Two hands go out, two hands draw him in, and two fangs go in. The how much do you take? Point. Two points? Two points. So tell him, forget. And then, go, 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 I'll catch up. He looks at you. He, his 
face pale, his eyes dazed from the feeding, and then as you whisper, go, go, a third time, he shakes his head and then, and then nods and turns and dashes and away into the shadows. Forget and go. <laughs> Let's go. Fan out, men. They're somewhere around here. Okay, I want you to take the left side of the street. You there, watch for anyone coming from the right. Barks the ghoul with the radio as the guards reach the flaming truck and begin to fan out, covering the street. None of them seem to be facing your direction, at least not at the moment, but this could change at any second. Which is why we are beating feet towards the loading dock. Yep, so I would yeah. like everyone to go ahead and make a strength athletics check for me. Actually, uh, sorry, dex athletics. Okay, still boozing on that. And the bats should still be after the yeah, guys. Six still... is no eleven matter. Uh, success of three. Success of six. I'll be I'm sorry. What was the roll? Uh, Dex athletics. Yeah, that's uh, only five, one success guys. from my end. And two on mine. Derek skips cardio day. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. He's, he's got strength. So that's three. How much did you get, Chimera? Uh, three also. Three? And how much did Hope get? Six. Six, okay. That's more than enough. Uh, at this point, I'm thinking Darius has served his purpose. I'm going to tell him, if you want to go back to the car... That's he's already run off. No need. Okay. <laughs> he, he's <Good> gone. <laughs> he's, he knows he served his purpose, and he, he's he's made himself scarce. He's hiding back in Chimera's <laughs> We also don't want a witness if we can talk for it now, but sorry. <laughs> so sensing the opportunity, you run for it, emerging from the shadows, dashing across the road. There's one guard and he must catch either your footsteps or the feel of the air whooshing behind him. He whirls around. Someone there! Pointing his gun at thin air. A full second after you've already cleared the street and are running across the car park towards the open loading entrance. Above you, you can hear the flap of the bat's wings as the man perched there desperately tries to fight them off. Ah! Get away, correct! Fuck! Not on my face! Not on my face! Ah! Ah! Rats with wings, do you think? <clears throat> And then, you step over the threshold, into the pitch black on the other side of the loading dock. It takes- it's not- it's not too dark that you can't see, but it takes a few seconds for your eyes to adjust to the small amount of ambient light. And when they do, you find yourself standing in what appears to be... An empty food court. There's an O'Tolly's. A pizza tent. A burger bell. Iron shutters pulled down over each of these stands. The tables and chairs have been shifted away to one side of the court and the floor space itself 
appears to be taken up almost entirely by stacks upon stacks of wooden crates. Before you can take a closer look or decide what to do about them, however, from behind one of the stacks emerges the two men in high-vis vests. They see you standing there. One of them opens his mouth in shock and his right hand fumbles towards his belt where he has a handgun clasped in a holster. I... How close are they? Oh, they're about... About five metres away. Oh. Not too far. Yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna... You're in the entrance there, and there are, you're in the entrance of the food court there, you know, about halfway through the food courts, five, ten at most metres. I'm gonna rush him. And do these guys give off ghoul smell, or...? Uh, they don't smell like ghouls. You'll sense the beast lasts for a scene, doesn't it? Um... I don't remember, but yeah. Well, All I'll right, just I'm... say I'll just say you have your sense of the beast active, still active, and you can oh, determine yeah. that they are mortals, not kindred or ghouls. Uh, uh, Chimera's going to instinctively rush rush them as well. Rush the other guy. Yep. So Hope yep. takes the one who's drawing the gun. Chimera rushes the other one. Yep. All right. So I'd like both of you to make Dex brawl checks for me gonna try to slam a slam the side of my hand into his throat now these guys are probably not trained security guards so they're not gonna be quickest on the draw uh, success no of five. and they are surprised success of four success of five success of four okay so mm. they roll three and four respectively so the one who's drawing his gun, he's just managed uh. to clear leather before Hope rushes him, slams her hand into the side of his throat, and he lets out a gasp as she pushes him into one of the wooden crates. Meanwhile, the other one, the other one's just starting to reach for his own weapon when Chimera dashes forwards and slams her fist into the front of his chest. You hear something crack, Chimera, as he goes down out cold in a single blow. Oof, that'll be the lethal body doing it, so. Uh, 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 says the man who is being held by hope. He opens oh, the he opens his hand and the gun clatters to the ground. Good. Go to sleep, I tell him, and I'll rouse the blood. <laughs> and not get hungrier as I mesmerize him. You yes. you uh, his eyes roll back in their sockets and he slumps down against the crate unconscious. I'll take the gun. Yep. Grab the vest too. Too high of his vests. Mm. I'll slide it on and slap my face to look like him. All right, let's go. Yeah, go ahead. Rouse to do your vicissitude. Uh, un momento. The... Yep. Un what momento, por favor. No, I will. Oh sure. No, I'm just gonna. Derek will stop for a moment to take a drink from one of them. Ah, good idea. 
because I'm currently at hunger four. <laughs> As the man slumps down the side of the crate on Hope's order, you rush up, catching him, sinking your teeth into his throat, and he moans in his sleep. Mm-hmm. As you take your fill and withdraw your fangs, licking the side of his neck to close the wound. Uh, that's fine. That'll give me time to swap out clothes, swap out like shirt and pants. Well, coat and pants anyway. So now that you seem to be relatively undisturbed, you can have a look around the area. There's no role necessary to determine what's in the crates. All you have to do is lift up the lid of the closest one and peer inside and find it filled absolutely to the brim with what appears to be bricks of plastic. That's why it didn't go up when it was set on fire, okay. Uh... The movies have have told me the truth, but where are they taking them? There's got to be some place, or is this just the gathering place? There's got to be something. On the other side of the food court, there's a narrow corridor that leads away further into the stadium, and you could see yet more crates pushed up against the walls just visible on the very edge of this dimly lit area. Alright. I'll grab a crate and start heading that way. Uh, Camera, yep. you got the other vest? Seems like a weird time to be a highly visible vampire, but uh, she just dons it anyway. <laughs> yep. You're what pretty about... distinctive, but this might bite a few seconds. So what about Derek and Vincent, though? Hmm. Well, if we come across any... Give us a bit of a head start. If we come across any more, we'll do them and give them your best. Give you your, their bests. Yep. Easy. We'll hang back now. Yeah. So. Lead on, says Derek, pointing towards the corridor as Chimera and Hope, now clad in the orange high-vis vests lead you across the empty food court and further into the stadium. The corridor itself has barely any room for you to move. You have to start moving in single file to squeeze past yet more crates of explosives. But after a few minutes, finally clear the area where the explosives are stored and step out of the corridor into what appears to be the main lobby area of the sporting center. There's a reception counter, ticketing booth, another iron shutter rolled shut over it, an LCD screen above it that if this place was operating would probably display ticket prices, the names of the teams competing, what game they're playing, and other useless trivia, and there's a series of iron railings running through the middle of this area for people to queue up 
suddenly, you hear someone call out, Hey! Truck empty! And over the other side of the reception area, standing in a doorway that leads into the playing field itself, stand two more men in orange high-vis vests. Okay. Ah, almost. Hey, come here. Don't want to shout. Go ahead, make a charisma performance check for me, please, Hope. Acting. Yes, it is acting. Oh, for the love of... Come on. It's being persnickety. Two successes. Ugh, tell me about it, says the man. Being shouting all fucking night, you'd think these jarheads would know how to take orders, but... As he and the other man step through the doorway into the queuing area, they see that you're not who they expected to see. The man who was shouting to you holds out his hand and he says, Hey, you're not... As his partner no, begins to fumble for the sidearm strapped to his belt. You've I just... slap Chimera, Chimera and point at Sidearm Guy and look at the shower and say, go to sleep. Yep. Go ahead, rouse the blood. Success! Man. He doesn't get his this next words off as he slumps immediately to the floor, hitting the front of his head on one of the iron oh. railings as he goes down, leaving a spot of blood on the tiles. Meanwhile, Chimera rushes towards the guy who's trying to draw his gun, and because of Hope's deception, he counts as surprise, so that's a penalty dice for him. Go ahead and roll a strength brawl check for me, please, Chimera. Uh, critical six. Critical <laughs> six. He rolled two successes. You vault Ooh, over Jesus the iron Christ. railing, rush towards him, grab him by the neck, and slam him down on the nearby railing. So that was a critical six, and he got a one success. Are you, you and you have lethal body active, I believe. Uh, that's just a passive, right? It is just a passive, yes. Indeed, indeed, it is. Then <laughs> there is no choice. <laughs> so oh my god, this poor guy. Your intention <laughs> is just to knock him out. But as you slam his skull against the iron railing, you hear a sickening crack, and then he lets out a death rattle <laughs> as blood begins to pour out of the side of his head. His body spasms once, and then he falls limp in your hands. As you lower him to the ground, you realize that there's shards of bone and brain matter splattered on the side of the railing. Well, you want to get his vest off quick before he starts spurting and makes it dirty. Kamara uh, quickly uh, stuffs the gun in, in um, the back of her waistband and strips him, trying not to look him in the eyes. And uh, it takes a moment to go and punch the concrete um, over in the corner. Yeah, it happens. Punching it with morning. such force that you leave a crack in the newly built concrete walls. These guys knew they were doing illegal shit. And I toss the vet, my vest to Vince. Yep. Vince catches it and, yeah, 
just solemnly sit on. Derek steps up to Chimera and silently lifts her vest off her, sliding it over his own body. Chimera, you sigh, shake your head, and calm yourself, taking a second, taking a second to ground yourself in the here and now before you make your way over to the man you, whose life you just snuffed out, and take his vest, sliding it over your body. She takes a moment to close your eyes yeah. and kind of walks off. His right eye closes quite easily, but his left eye seems to be bulging out of its socket from the force, and it takes concerted effort for you to drag the eyelid shut over it. Jesus. Yeah, she's, she's going to be storming off ahead of everyone. Um, yeah. She doesn't want them to see her. But you're all now in disguise. So... You can head into the game area, or you can head into the admin offices behind the ticketing area. There's a small little metal door. But these men came from the game field. Game field's probably the place that's where I'd put a secret tunnel. Yeah. Yeah, all right. An area would have cameras. We don't have much time, though. Yeah. You're not sure how... You're not sure how modern this place is, considering it's mainly just a front for Thornton to store his munitions. But if this were an operating stadium, there would almost certainly be cameras in the field to record gameplay. Your call, guys. Try to spare some time at the admin or go straight to game field. Uh, probably want to just go straight to the game field. Yeah. And hope it that doesn't matter. It's like, let's just get this shit done with. Yep. Yeah. Doesn't, won't, right. won't really yeah, matter if you're caught on same. camera if um you get who you're coming for, so. I was uh, going to say, Chimera's not listening, so she just heads towards the yeah. game field. Chimera just. steps over the man and starts walking with purpose towards the open doorway. You all exchange glances and follow her. And when you step through the doorway, your footfalls begin to squeak as you step out onto a wooden floor that's polished to a mirror sheen. The entire game area is indoors like a basketball court the floorboards squeak and groan as you walk over them and you're just vaguely aware of the shape of the seats off in the distance towering over the field itself in the middle of the field hunched over yet another pile of wooden crates is a single figure. And Vince, you're not 100% sure, but you think you know the cut of your sire. And this broad-shouldered, heavily built man wearing camo pants and a long grey security 
overcoat must surely be Elliot Palmer. As he hears your footsteps squeaking on the court, he stands up and as he turns around, he says, This is the last box, I believe. Vince activates doors. It takes him about half a second to realise who you are. But this is long enough that if you want to get the drop on him, you can. Isolate events. The first thing he sees is the high-vis vests. It takes a full third of a second for him to actually see your faces in the dim light. It's going to very immediately fire a shot directly into his chest. Yeah, alright. Chimera's going to be the same. (laughs) So Chimera, you're going to rush him? So Hoop's going to start running to the side just in case he's got grenades and take a shot as well. Yep, alright. So Hope and Vincent are shooting. Chimera, you're rushing him. Like, just rushing up to punch him, I presume. Oh, no, she's shooting as well. Shooting as well, alright. And Derek, what are you doing? Eyes are shut, by the way. Yeah, co-location's on for Hope. So Hope, you can see him perfectly. And Derek, what are you doing? Uh, Seeing two of them pull out their guns, I'm going to take a step back and then focus and begin to start scorpionating some of my blood. Ah, yes. Sorry, two Raise your wrist to your mouth. <laughs> Cut into it with your fangs, Anna. As you lick the blood and it sizzles on your tongue, you begin to recite the incantation. <laughs> so go ahead and rouse the blood for me, Derek, and it'll take a round for you to prepare the scorpion blood. Yep. That's a fail on the rouse check. Yep, so you get hungrier, but that's fine. You just fed. <laughs> Meanwhile, I would like hope Vincent and Chimera to make composure plus firearms checks for me, please. Composure? Okay. Uh, yeah, Chimera's going to be activating toughness and approaching while she takes a Are you okay with me, like, buffing composure before I roll that? Yeah, I'll let you do that. Cheers. Uh, she gets hungrier for the toughness. So... Uh, gets hungrier as well. And but then I do get two successes on the pew pew. That's five, three hunger. That's three successes. Uh, that's zero from Chimera. Zero for Chimera. She's not. She she's not good with she's guns. She's not the best with a gun. Hope. How do you go? Two successes. Two successes. Three. I'll be happy with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Vince, you have Daunt active. Mm-hmm. Which means that he needs to pass a check in order to attack you. Which, uh, what does he need to do? He needs to beat Resolve plus Composure. So I'm going to have him roll Resolve plus Composure. He only gets one success on that. So as you raise your guns and begin to fire... He reaches into his coat and with blinding speed pulls out a military assault rifle. At first, you think it's something like an AK-47, but then you realise it's something much, much older. 
It's a World War II-era Thompson. He whips it out, immediately points it at Vincent, and as his finger tightens on the trigger, there's a split second of hesitation. And then he turns it on Chimera instead and fires. So that She's will, got toughness, she can take it. She's got toughness, so that will be... Mm. Four. So he gets a dice pool of nine due to his specialty in rifles. Jeez. So that is seven successes on his Thompson. How many did you get on your... Oh, you got zero. So Chimera, I would ask you to activate your toughness, please. Make a rouse check. Uh, she already has. She already has. What is your yeah, fortitude? One to three. Uh, yep. Fortitude... Uh... How many, Where is that? how many dots do you have? Oh, uh, two. Two? Okay, so five, half to... Th- yep, so you take three points of superficial damage as his silenced Thompson riddles you with bullets. Each of... Silence, Thompson. <laughs> he knows what he's doing, and he's... Mm takes him only a split second to get to get into the action he riddles Chimera's torso with bullets and then quickly whirls around to defend himself from hope Um, and he's going to make a dex athletics check to try to jump out of the way of both Vincent and Hopes and he gets full dice pull on Vincent because he fired first and one less on Hope so that will be That'll be six for Vincent. That is two successes. How many did you get on your firearms check, Vincent? Uh, Three. Three. And for Hope, that is four successes. I miss. He dodges out of the way with supernatural speed as Hope's bullets whiz past him, but... Vincent's bullet grazes his right shoulder, tearing through the coat and drawing blood, and he takes one point of superficial damage. So it's come to this, Vincent! He says, smiling, his teeth glowing bright white in the dim light, his fangs bared. Vincent just barely even looks at him and he says, yep, sure has, and fires another round. Fires another Mm. round, alright. Hope, what would you like to do? This guy's a badass. I'm going to act like I'm trying to get some distance on him, like I'm afraid of him getting close, and put some bullets toward him. Yep. But I'm not trying to hit him, I'm just trying to sell that. Yeah, just try to distract him. All right. Oh no, I'm trying to feign weakness so he try decides, hey, maybe it's a good idea to get Yeah. So I will ask hmm. Hope to do a charisma performance check. I am wearing another face. Three successes. Three successes, very well. I'll roll his insight. Um, so I'll give uh, resolve plus insight. Gives him I a dice. was a good investor, it can't be too high. <laughs> dice pool of seven. One success, even with his dice pool of seven, he's going to spend a willpower. Hey, that's fine. I can drain some reason. And he ends up with two successes. Okay, so, yep. Um, 
Chimera, what are you doing? Um, she's going to be activating fire weapons. Yep. To rouse the blood. Uh, she gets hungrier, that's hunger four. Yep, and then I presume you're going to be rushing right at him with your weapons. Oh yeah, absolutely. As your, as your fingers elongate and your nails curl outwards, forming sharp talons, you lock eyes with him and rush forwards as he readies his weapon. And Derek, what are you doing? Uh, going to yeah, take all the gunfire as a distraction and try and yeah, flank around him and stick my blood-coated blade in his side. Ah, yes. You open your mouth and with a spit... <laughs> spit your scorpion blood onto your little silver blade... And you're going to try to sneak around. So I will ask Derek to go ahead and make a dex melee check to sneak around. Cool, I am going to buff dex. Dang. Well, that's a failure on the buff, so I get hungry. <laughs> Uh, ooh, well, it's three successes. Three successes, okay. And I will ask Chimera to make a strength brawl check and Vince to make a composure firearms check. Yes, sir. Two successes. Two uh, successes. Three successes, but I think I might spend a willpower on that. Uh, that brings up to five. Five? Okay. So, he's... He's about ready to fire his gun at Chimera again, but then he sees Hope dashing across the field, firing her gun wildly and making a show of screaming loudly her battle cry, as she fires her gun seemingly blindly. You see him sneer as he whirls around, points his gun in her direction and Fires. Hope, go ahead, make a dex athletics check for me. Not what I was planning, but hey, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Things don't always go as planned, and dex is boosted. Five. Apparently, yeah, this is specialty and not dodging. You know what? I'm going to willpower that one. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, three successes. Three successes? That's eight successes from him. You take, full of bullets. You take yeah. three points of superficial damage as he riddles you with Thompson fire. The silence is straining under the constant gunfire. And the gunshot slowly getting louder as the rubber begins to fall apart. Yeah, I go down hard. Oh. I am now hindered. Yeah, you're now injured, yeah. So you're impaired. I still have two ag on my health jacks. So you're yeah. impaired. Yeah, so you hit the dirt. And I'm, I'm going to play dead. Yep. You fall to the ground and, and do your best attempt at pretending to go into torpor, stiffening up, crawling forwards, holding out your hand. No! no! And then collapsing onto the core, onto the polished floorboards. I don't quietly so, heal one getting hungrier as I do. So he's going to attempt to defend against Vince now. 
Vince fires first. Um, so that's going to dex plus athletics for him. So that's six. That is three successes. He laughs. <laughs> I never got around to teaching you how to shoot properly, did I, Vince? As your bullet whizzes over his shoulder. It's going to play that off like it was a deliberate miss. Yep. Um, and he's going to say, yeah, warning shot. Meanwhile, Derek and Chimera are still closing the distance. We move on to the next round. He sneers at you, Vincent, and he says, This is your last chance. Come back to the fold, and the new prince will reward you. Surely you see Taylor's time has come. Vince is just sort of stands there, stunned for a moment at what has just been said, and then he's like, Did Did you just hear what you just said, mate? He raises the Thompson. He's just, for just a moment he's puzzled. As if he can't quite understand what you're saying. And he says What do you mean? I know where my loyalties lie. Which is it? He's gonna reward me or his time's come? The new prince, Vince. The new prince. Thornton! He smiles. Ah, I see, I see. And then Vince fires another round. Never were one for politics. So he sees Chimera coming, and as Chimera's rushing towards him, he locks eyes with her, and he's going to use his Declare Weakness, which is a level 2 Dominate. He rouses his blood, gets hungrier, goes up to Hunger 3. Chimera, I'd like you to make a Composure plus Intelligence, please. Can do. Uh, two successes. Two successes. Oh dear. Okay, so dominate plus manipulation. That gives him a dice pool mm. of only four. He's not very good at this. Oh. But he got three successes, so he got just enough. He locks eyes with Chimera and his eyes flare up, glowing bright yellow, gleaming like light bulbs in the dim light. And he says, You think I'm afraid of a mutt like you? You think those talons scare me? Someone who's seen friends bleed out and die on some dirt across the ocean? Vince sees red when he calls her calls a her mutt. mutt. Yeah. <laughs> and he just, he just says in a raised but not yelling voice, Don't you dare call her that. And he reduces Chimera's strength by two dots. Ouch. Okay. So Hope, you're just lying on the floor hoping he'll think you're yep. dead? I'm doing something else if I may. Go Since ahead. his attention is distracted by monologuing, I'm going to try to quietly <laughs> call more bats. 
Four more bats, okay. With the what command to attack this bozo. Yep. I'm also, I'm also, since I succeeded on rousing to do that, gonna rouse to heal, and I heal another one. So you're getting slightly better. You're no longer, no longer impaired as one of the bullet holes seals up and the bullet is discharged onto the... I'm going to rouse Charisma for this too. Yeah, I get hungry on that one, but that's okay. So that's a messy critical seven to get all the goddamn bats on him. (laughs) Yeah, messy critical. So you summon as many bats as you can, your blood calling to them. And I'll get to that in a moment. Mm-hmm. I would like Chimera. So Chimera, how many successes did you get on your strength brawl from last round? Uh, let me check that. I think two. Two. All right. Yeah, two. Two. Um, and Derek, how many did you, you got? Three on your Dex uh, melee check, I believe. Yes. Okay. Vincent, go ahead, make a composure firearms check. Yep. Two successes. I'm going to willpower that one there. Go ahead. Which makes it... Oh, motherfucker. Makes it two. (laughs) Okay. So he's going to aim his gun and fire at Chimera as she's coming directly for him. And because her strength is now reduced by two... She goes down to one success. And that's four successes for him. Chimera, your fortitude reduces this to one point of superficial damage as you run towards him and slash with your talons. But your strength just isn't there. Somehow, somehow his words, even though they're just words, have held you back. You scratch the tip of his thick coat with your talons, tear at the fabric, but then he pulls himself away laughing. (laughs) He's going to attempt to dodge Derek. And he gets a total failure. So so that's two (laughs) shots for Derek. So that's plus two from a pistol, halved to two. So that's two points of superficial damage to him. So my stab hit him, yeah? Yeah, in a a sec. He's going to make a rouse check. He fails, goes up to hunger four, and he's going to use his level three fortitude ability, return to sender. What? So as your bullets hit him in the chest, Vince... He glares at you, and then he closes his eyes, clenches his fists, and grunts. And then all of a sudden, his chest muscles bulge, and the bullets are expelled from his flesh. Oh my god. Back in your direction. He just flexed at you, literally. (laughs) So, if you'd like to try to dodge, make a dex athletics, and he's going to make a stamina plus fortitude. Roll. Yeah, you got it. Oh it's, my um... god. I didn't know oh, it was made of rubber. I uh, glue. <laughs> one success, I'm gonna burn another willpower. Go ahead. Uh, side note, I just realized I did Critical 5! 
I didn't actually roll to attack. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll do that. We'll, we'll do that now. How many did you get, yeah. uh, Vince? Just now. Critical five. Critical five, <laughs> and he got exactly five successes himself. So the bullet <laughs> flies through the air, <laughs> and. You're stunned for a moment. You've never seen anything like this. You're almost in disbelief. Uh, if I may. Yep. I would like to take advantage of the critical to try and close the gap toward him. Yep. So you're just going to rush towards him as the bullet flies towards you. As soon as you shake yourself into action, you lower your head, start sprinting towards him, and the bullet that's ricocheted off his body flies over you. Shoo! grazing your right shoulder, tearing your dinner jacket and dealing one point of superficial damage. But you do close the distance between you and him. Chimera, go ahead and roll a strength brawl, please. Yeah, no problems. Yeah, before I accidentally roll, uh, was looking at my awareness composure roll. Yep. Ah, you, yeah, awareness composure. Right, yep. Go ahead, make yep. a strength brawl. That's a five, uh, minus the two, um, for the lower that's strength. five? So that actually, yeah, five minus a two, well... So that's three. Yeah, three. Yeah. So same, same result, same overall result. Meanwhile, yeah, no Derek, you get the mm -hmm. drop on him. He gets a penalty die on his attempt to defend, and yeah. he's still, and he's, so that's two penalty die, because he gets one for defending against multiple people, and another for catching him by surprise. So I'd, so you got three successes, and he's going to make a dex athletics check to get out of the way, giving him a total dice pool of four. That is one success. He whirls around hey. just in time to see you, but not quickly enough to get out of the way as you lunge forwards and bury your blade in the side of his neck. Go ahead for me and make a strength plus blood sorcery, please. Yep. Mm -hmm. I'll go against his stamina plus occult. He doesn't have any occult, so just his stamina, which is four. Uh, I'm going to willpower that. That's a lot better. Uh, so it's four six. Uh, yeah, four successes. Four successes. Nice. Non-halved superficial damage equal to the margins yep. of success. He got one success. You deal three <laughs> points of superficial damage to him as the poison eats into his skin, leaving nasty red welts. Sizzling the surface of it. He winces in pain and he's going to make a rouse check to activate his toughness. He passes. He activates his toughness and reduces it to one point of superficial damage. Yeah. It's at yeah. this point. That May I all... make a suggestion? Yep, go ahead. May I make a suggestion for the messy crit? Gloating. Go ahead. Uh, 
Oh, you idiot, says Hope, standing up and shutting her form to gloat. Moving out of safety. You took your eye off the Tanitsi. <laughs> As her face... And then she points up. Yep. And above you, you all become aware of this tapping sound coming from above. Palmer stops for just a moment. And you follow his gaze upwards to the skylight above. Hope, you summoned bats, did you not? Sure did. You have not summoned a swarm of bats. Rather, the moonlight in the skylight is blotted out by a single bat that is easily the size of a large dog. Oh my god. You have no idea what this bat is or where it came from. But its eyes are glimmering bright red, flickering like flames as it raps upon the glass again and again. A hairline crack forms and then it raises its claw and batters down one more time and the skylight shatters open with a crash. Shards of glass raining down upon all of you. It has its orders, regardless of whether or not you kill me. So I, if you want, you might want to start running, buddy. Elliot bears his teeth. <laughs> and ignoring all of you, he raises his Thompson to the monstrosity above and begins to fire. At this point, the silencer finally pops and the gym is filled with the echoing, ear-splitting sound of rattling gunfire. Bang, 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 I'm going to roll for the guards that are outside with the burning truck to see if any of them hear the gunfire and decide to come to his assistance. Wow, they only have dice pool of two for their mental <laughs> uh-oh <laughs> which means they, they need to get quality. zero successes yeah they're obviously yeah, the is. sound of the raging flames drowns out the echoing gunfire coming from within the stadium as this huge bat bears down on palmer flapping its wings it's unnatural eyes glimmering bright red and as it descends it opens its mouth and reveals each of its teeth is a pointed sharp fang hope (laughs) as you see this monstrosity descend Vaguely aware of your beast purring in your chest. Yes, yes, yes. Fresh meat, fresh blood. You were gazing at your beast incarnate. Go ahead for me, Hope, and make a manipulation plus animalism check, and you get three bonus dice. 
interrupted. Huh? Sounds weird, I mean. Four successes. Four successes. So, Elliot's gonna buff his dexterity. He fails, he goes up to hunger five, and rolls two successes. As he attempts mm. to riddle this thing with bullets, the bullets shred its flesh and its fur, but it seems to not notice. It descends upon him and buries its mouth full of fangs into his neck, its talons into his shoulders. He screams as he pulls himself away, and its talons rip flesh from his body. He takes two points of aggravated damage. You all might want to get in there. Uh, he's pretty tough. What would you all like to do now? And he doesn't have Defy Bane. He has returned to Sender instead, so he's taking this aggravated damage. Uh, Kimura's going to get in close uh. Uh, for the speciality of grappling. Yep. Pin him down. Smack yep. his head on the ground. All right. Vince? You know what? Vince is going for an entrance. Hmm. On his own sire. And Derek, what are you doing? Uh, I'm now deciding if I want to see if Vince's entrance works or if I want to end this. <laughs> you can wait and see what happens. I'm going to be holding action to call the bat off the second he goes into torp. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Vince, as Chimera rushes forwards, preparing her talons to hook them into his flesh and pull him to the ground, you step forwards, lock eyes with him. And as he looks towards you, you see something on his face that you've never seen before. Fear. As he stares at this monstrous bat that's getting ready to descend upon him once again as he whirls around, sees Derek raising his silver dagger and Chimera moving in with her talons. He looks towards you, Vince, and he says, Help me, my child! Help me! Vince just smiles as he goes for the entrance. All right. What's the roll again? Entrance. I'm just about to get it up. It is for you. Charisma plus presence versus his composure plus wits. May I add looks? You may add your looks to this. So he's going to get Very a nice. dice pool of six. I'm going to give him a penalty die because he's trying to fight off the bat. That's a pool of eight for me then. A pool of five for him. I got three successes. I'm going to reroll. Go ahead. Oh, motherfucker. Three successes. Two successes for him. He locks eyes with you. And suddenly, it seems as if you were the only two in the room. Chimera rushing towards him. Derek closing in with his dagger. This great bat flapping its monstrous wings. About to dive down for the kill. They are nothing. They are gone. 
It's just you and him standing face to face in this dark basketball court. What do you do, Vincent? Vincent sort of looks at him for a moment and he says, Come on, baby. I'll keep you safe. With a little come hither motion. <laughs> and that is enough to shatter his last remaining point of willpower. He's impaired. He looks towards you and he nods. You. You'll keep me safe. Yes, that, that, that's why. I always knew. I always knew you would be there for me. And that's Just when Chimera dives upon him. Chimera, make a strength brawl check at a specialty dice for your grapple. And he's going to have a extra penalty dice because he's impaired with his willpower. Uh, that is a grand total of two. Grand total of two. You've still got a good chance because he's going with a strength. He doesn't have brawl, so he's just rolling straight strength. Oh, wait, he does have brawl. He has brawl two. So he's got a dice pool of four. He's getting a penalty die for the bat, which brings it to three. He's getting a penalty die for being impaired from lack of willpower, which brings it to two, leaving him with a dice pool of two. That is one success. You sink your talons into him and pull him to the ground. He screams, ah, ah, as you dig your talons into his neck, pull him down onto the floorboards and press your weight down onto his body. He doesn't go into torpor. But he rolls his eyes. He, his mouth wavers and he says, I yield! I give up! I give up! I surrender! Prisoner of war! Uh, she screams in his ear. Don't you ever fucking hurt Vincent. Ever. It's okay, Chimera. Let him go. Let him go. The uh, monstrous bat the hovers in the air, surveying the scene. Waiting for that. Hope's orders. And Hope calls it down, beckoning it, it lands on her and wraps its wings around her like a great cloak. As Chimera holds Palmer in place on the floor, he stares up at Vincent standing over him. My, my child, my child, free me from this, save me! Like I always knew you would! Let him go, Matt. Uh, Chimera reluctantly releases her grip from him. But takes her time letting the talons out. You retract the talons. Palmer winces in pain. And then you stand. Palmer takes a point of super superficial damage from you retracting the talons. And this impairs him. Whittling his final health point down. Yes, he had eight health, by the way. He's he's stacked yeah. with stamina and fortitude. Yeah. But he's in no condition to fight now. 
He lies there on the floorboards, bleeding out, his blood seeping into the cracks between the floorboards. As Vincent steps over to him, his boots echoing throughout the empty gym. Uh, actually, at the sight of blood, Chimera's at a hunger of four. Is that going to be a problem? Go ahead. Roll a hunger frenzy. You notice yeah, that he's bleeding. So. so it's going to be a uh, willpower which... plus a third. It's going to be willpower plus a third of your humanity. Uh, two successes. Two successes. Your beast roars. Drink him! Drink him! It's only fair. It's only fair you'd be sparing Vincent the burden. But you fight it off. Clutch! Clutch! Your body as hard as you can and watch as Vincent steps towards his sire. What do you do, Vincent, as your sire looks up into your eyes? And he says, My child. My child. Vincent extends a hand to pull Elliot to his feet. He reaches, grabs your hand, and winces uh, uh, as you help him to his feet. My child, we can, we can make this right, he says. We can. We can make this right. Yeah, we can. And then Vincent sinks his fangs into Elliot's neck. Sinks his fangs. As Vince sing, sinks his fangs into Elliot, mm -hmm. into Elliot, who does not struggle. The great bat perched on Hope's shoulders opens its mouth full of fangs, lets out a great roar that fills the gym, and then it spreads its wings, sensing that its purpose is fulfilled. Oh, hold up Hope. a finger. And a, and a quick note. And uh, hair tie it to its bottom. <laughs> and then, taking one last look at Hope, its eyes still glimmering, flickering red. It spreads its great wings and takes flight, departing through the skylight. As Elliot's moans turn into screams, as Vince pulls him to the ground and begins to drink him dry. Suddenly, Hope, you hear from outside a cacophony of screaming. What the hell? What? How is it that big? Ah, it's coming! Ah! And a rattle of gunfire as the That's bat slakes its thirst. Please add two stains to your tracker, Hope. Oh. And Vince, it is time. It is time. Hopefully you'll do better than Derek. <laughs> You've incapacitated your sire. He doesn't struggle. He knows he should, but he loves you. He knows that he loves you. And so he lets you take, take it all. The last drop of his blood slides down your throat, sweeter than anything you've tasted. Uh. 
Your but, hunger is reduced to zero. But but there's more. Deep in his sire's neck. Screams all around him. Vince can't help but remember that one fateful night. And he begins to cough. And then he begins to retch. And he lets go of Elliot. Ooh. Fighting against all his, his blood his runs over his face. His beast that is roaring. Do it. Take what you are owed. Get your revenge. Vince. Vince, for perhaps the first time in his own life, isn't bound by his beast. He closes his ears to its enthusiastic bloodthirst he roars its calls to enact the amaranth and he retracts his teeth from Palmer's flesh just as it begins to putrefy turn stony grey and his sire gasps one more time my child as his eyes roll back in their sockets and he enters torpor Vince just kneels there for a while heaving Camara uh, crouches down next to him and um, places a transfigured arm and hand on his shoulder and uh, says you made the right choice dude that guy's fucking gross yeah. Tastes like shit. <laughs> and with that, the session comes to an end. Palmer is down. Just Thornton to go. As you look around, scanning the empty gym, you see it. Almost hidden in the shadows under one of the bleachers. A metal hatch, a trap door, Thornton's last refuge. You each receive five experience points for this session. In addition, I believe everybody has humanity checks they need to roll. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Derek, Chimera, yeah, and Vince all have one stain each, and Hope has two. Oh, There's did no Chimera get one for the round, is there? Yeah, Chimera got one for, um... For the downtime. Yeah, for when you when you uh, sort of goaded Alia into murdering an entire coffee oh, shop. Oh, right! Yeah. Yeah. Whoops. So go ahead, roll for them now, because I would think with what's just happened... This is the perfect time to see whether the darkness grows within you. I would oh, like so to ask a favor, though. Go ahead. Letting the bat go 
was probably the best of two bad choices because the alternative was killing it or restraining it and yeah. that would have so you may remove one stain all right thank mm. you You've all got one stain. so just roll roll the humanity you have left that isn't a stain well roll the difference between yeah them. So I can, uh, I can, it, it's rolling, uh, the, the remaining. Yeah. So for you to be six, cause you're at humanity seven. We only need one success. Six. Okay. Yeah. Uh, two successes. Two successes. Success of two for me as well. Derek. Mm -hmm. oh, oh, it's, yeah. It's the unfilled boxes, isn't it? Yeah. Unfilled boxes. Yeah. So you're at humanity six now, I believe. So. Yep. Yeah, five That's for you. Three. Oh, five. Okay. Yeah. Oh wait, no, it's not. Yeah, it's it, yeah three. Sorry, three. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, uh, critical four for Derek. Ooh, nice. And hope. A success means I remain the same. Yeah. For a little while. You spilled. I'm mollified by the fact everyone up there was probably doing something horrible anyway. You spilled. Spilled a lot of blood tonight. Leading up to tonight. But it was all in service of the greater good. To find Thornton, to bring him in, and prevent the kindred community from spiraling into chaos. And it's not as if, it's not as if you didn't try to spare people when you could. You took no lives, save one getting in here. And when Vince's beast called out to him, so desperately calling upon him to commit Diablery, he resisted the call. The darkness within your hearts remains as it is. So, next session, heading into Thornton's domain, dealing with him, either by apprehending him or talking him down, and then it's time for the final Elysium session of the campaign. That's next time in The Puppet Master, part three of Reap the Whirlwind.